the way I kind of look at it, to kind of he's the one that's like maybe he's progressing kind of up the ladder. Where Wide Barrio, maybe it's like this is what he is, which is solid for sure. But has he kind of peaked? Have we kind of seen him at his best, right? You go back and you look at the races in Florida that he won. Hey, very impressive. Take nothing away. He was very good. But also, you kind of look at what was behind him, you know, especially in the Florida Derby. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets, racingdudes.com, for all of your needs, racingdudes.com, for all of your leads, racingdudes.com, for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up, I'm Jared Welchies, and Ultimate, it's Thursday, June 23rd, and this is Blinkers Off, what's up? Hello. Welcome to... Home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, we haven't done this in a long, long time. I'm at your house. So I used to come over to his house every podcast, almost every podcast, because it was just that a podcast and we didn't do it over video. And it was, you know, just kind of weird if you weren't together. Where now you have StreamYard, it's like you don't have to be together to do this. It's actually better to not be. Yeah. But I'm here. We're having fun. Yeah, we used to be, obviously, there was not even. It was just one screen, so we just side by side. Right. Do yeah. it. Do you want to do that? No, I don't. I don't no, want to. No, we're no. close enough. So yes. Um, but yeah. now, yeah, since since you know with COVID and obviously we started using StreamYard more, and everyone's like, oh, we don't even need to be together. Yeah. And uh, why don't you tell everyone why, why are you here today? Well, Cohen, your son wanted some wrestlers and a wrestling ring, and uh, you sent me a picture. He's like, look what he wants, and I don't think you were going to buy it for him. And so I, I looked at Heather. I said, Cohen wants a wrestling ring and wrestlers. And she said, let's go to Walmart. So we went and got them, um, and so I had to bring them to him today. And I thought, <laughs> well, I'll bring them to him. We'll do the podcast. We'll play some wrestling. So it's been a fun, fun day. Literally, I I, I text you that, and I, you were like, I got a picture like an hour later, and like, hey, is this what he wanted? And I'm like, uh, yeah, it was. You don't have to do that, but yeah. I don't have kids, so you know, we don't we we have cat we have a cat now, you know, so we do have that and a dog, but not kids, so we don't have any anything to spend like you know we don't spend money on like anything for kids so it's like yeah you want some wrestlers okay we'll that's go. probably made your day really yeah it was fun we were trying to pick out which ones you think you'll want you know this and that so yeah we got him a few and uh i think they like them so far oh i so far i can tell you from from the dad experience here with different toys and stuff this has been a this is the 10 i mean they <laughs> literally played with it since you got here yeah Cooper's got one guy. He just keeps toting around everywhere he yeah. goes. Ate dinner with him. You know they're wrestling on the the you know, wrestling ring. Legit W. I think it's WWE. It's WWE, right? Yeah. yeah. Wrestling ring. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I'm. I'm very happy. You did well. So. <laughs> yeah. Cooper likes uh, cash. You got and, the stickers uh, on. You did. Yeah. Well, you got the stickers on. Well, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I appreciate that. Cooper's out walking with his right yeah. now. I think so. <laughs> yeah, they, they're, they're having fun. That's well, great. I can guarantee you yeah. that at least I don't know what I don't know what you, if Cohen's been holding both of them or not, but I guarantee you at least one of those three wrestlers will sleep in bed with us tonight. Well, that's, that sounds like a you problem. A <laughs> <laughs> me problem. That sounds like something you it's wish like, would happen. I'm leaving in about an hour. No, <laughs> no, no that's like, magic. Oh, that's my dream. Magic. We do joke around with magic. There's one person that he yes. Is it a man or a woman? It is a man. <laughs> oh, anyways. Anyway, uh, anyway. Right. So, yeah, you're here. Plus, it's like, I'm here. is this the, not to, you know, push everyone away from the very beginning of the show, but it's like, is this like the worst couple weeks of racing all year? Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, like, These are my least favorite uh, two, two, two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. Because it's, it's Belmont, Triple Crown is over, and it just feels like you're waiting for Del Mar and Saratoga. 
We yeah. do have like the Stephen Foster. That'll be fun. Belmont Derby and Oaks is fun, but you know, you, you really don't have every like it's like every good horse is is waiting is on the bench basically until you have yep. Saratoga yep. Um, and Del Mar. So yeah, it's just hard to. <laughs> It's hard to get like excited about. I mean, you have like the Ohio Derby. Now, give it credit for what it is. It's a five hundred thousand dollar Grade Three race at Thistledown, and you've got it's good field. Uh, we'll call it four Kentucky Derby horses in it. Three and a half is what I said on the video because <laughs> you had, Theo Road was in, and then he was out, and Rich Strike was in. We all know what happened, but Theo Road actually played a very, very big part in the Kentucky Derby. Maybe the biggest, other than the winner. So, how about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Art says waiting to hear we go like this is the one worth playing. The race only one. Yeah, worth, it's you know. a good race. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a, it's a it's a good betting race. Uh, yeah, I, obviously those four classic Causeway. I, I we'll talk about him a little bit, but it's like they all have you know merit in terms of to pl- why you'd want to play them in this race. So yeah. it does make it a challenging. Um, race a little bit you know one horse seems to be you know what is like let's be clear why the barrios i mean he's a great one winner he's the only great winner in the race mm-hmm. so he like he has like he should this is his race he should win trying to figure out if he's good enough that's the thing or if there's another horse we'll talk about him yeah. um that's kind of starting to blossom a little bit yeah, I mean, Gladbarrio is a horse we really liked in Florida. We did not like him for the Kentucky Derby. And will we like him in Ohio, you know? So that's kind of the thing. Uh, but he certainly, it seems like each horse that's kind of the main contender, the four, like you said, the four main contenders, which I think is accurate, this is a really good spot for them. Usually Ohio Derby comes around and it's like you got one or two. It's like, oh, perfect spot, they'll win. Now you've got kind of three, four horses. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. Like they don't need to go to the Haskell right away. Right. Let's see what they can do in Ohio. Like I said, it's a $500,000 race and I think it's going to be pretty fun. Well, we always talk about these horses, especially even, it even starts before the Derby where you start talking about, well, that seems like an Ohio Derby type horse. We call it, that's what we say. And what we mean is like, not, it's not quite good enough to compete at the Derby level, which if you want to look at all four horses that are in this race of three and a half, you know, they weren't quite good enough to compete at that level, but here they are showing up. And a lot of times you see these horses, these trainers find this kind of workaround, go pick up purse money, go pick up these greatest, you know, smaller graded stakes uh, victories in route of getting back to the Breeders' Cup or back, you know, whatever race it is to a grade one type race to kind of get the horse. Because, um, you know, everyone shoots for the Derby and no matter what, you know, you run to the Derby, but then you kind of figure out, okay, now we back off because now we got to figure out what, this horse really is the first start after the Kentucky Derby for the also runs is always a little tricky, a little interesting. Right. And that's why you have a race like the Ohio Derby and it serves a very nice purpose for that fact. If you're an also ran like wide barrio, you just got smoked. It's kind of weird. Where do you go after that? What's next? Well, this Ohio Derby serves that purpose. Right. Yep. So yeah, for sure. And, and I think, I, I think it's, again, it, sometimes, like I said, it catches one or two of those types this year. It's caught three or four, and that's kind of what makes it cool. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we'll, let's get right to it. Seems like everyone's excited about this race, and Pumped. deservedly so. So, yeah, today's show, we are going to preview and give picks for that uh, Saturday's Ohio Derby at Thistledown's Grade 3. Then we're getting some rapid-fire selections for the remaining stakes races this weekend at Belmont Park, Churchill Downs, and one more at Thistledown we'll talk about as well. Let's go! Locked up. And they're off in the Ohio Derby. All right, Saturday, let's go to Thistledown, race 11. Thistledown, this is like the one time of the year. Thistledown makes an appearance on Blinkers Off, and here we are for the Ohio Derby, grade three, race 11, 500K. So you got a 500K race at Thistledown. Choke. <laughs> yeah, goodness. Uh, go to mile and eight. Fill the bait lines up for this one, and like I said in the intro, you got it. Four horses that were in the Derby at one point, three that ran. So we'll call it three and a half out of the. So half the field essentially is is Kentucky Derby type horses. And Ethereal Road obviously was the horse that scratched out, got Rich Strike in. Juan Barrio ran, obviously a great one winner in the Florida Derby. Tawny Port ran for Brad Cox, and then Classic Causeway uh, now with McPeak. 
So making his first start for Kenny McPeak here. So all derby type courses. And you're looking at seven to two on Wide Barrio, and you're looking at three to one on Taniport. I don't know about you, but first thing I looked at that, I thought, well, those will be those will be swapped. Should be. Yep. I mean, you're talking, I get that Tony Port, if you want to look at their last race, sure, Tony Port looked better. But let's not forget, I mean, Wada Barrio was very good at Goldstream Park. And like I said earlier, he is a grade one winner. Uh, to me, it is a two-horse race between these two. I agree. I, I don't love the Lucas horse at the Ethereal Road all that much <laughs> uh, in this spot. Uh, I thought it was very telling that Luis Saez does not ride here. Uh, he didn't see fit to come ride a $500,000 race, so I thought that was interesting. Um, I, I really think Tony Ford and Wayne Barrio are, are the two best horses in the race when it comes to talent. Um, you know, Wayne Barrio was just not that great in the Kentucky Derby, to put it mildly. And that has me a bit worried about his chances here. And I think Tony Port. The big thing that kind of led me to him, Irad Ortiz coming in to ride. I looked at all of his mounts. He's definitely coming to ride Tony Port without any doubt. That kind of leaned me in that direction. I don't think he's just coming in and wasting his time for no reason. So I put Tony Port on top. Uh, I think he's going to get the job done here. Um, you know, I think he might, He the way I kind of look at it to kind of, he's the one that's like, maybe he's progressing kind of up the ladder. For Wida Barrio, maybe it's like this is what he is, which is solid for sure. But has he kind of peaked? Have we kind of seen him at his best, right? You go back and you look at the races in Florida that he won. Hey, very impressive. Take nothing away. He was very good. But also you kind of look at what was behind him, you know, especially in the Florida Derby. It wasn't much. I know he beat Modonagal, but that was at a mile and 16th and a short stretch. That is never really going to work for Modonagal. The Florida Derby, it's like simplification. Yeah, he did run well in the Derby, but how good is he really? Not sure. Charge it. What is he really, right? So I don't know. I, there's enough for me to be skeptical. I think Wada Barrio, like you said, will be bet down more than Tony Port. I'm going to go with Tony Port in the spot. Yeah, it definitely feels like one's kind of making that that move up. And one is, like you said, is what he is. And I don't know that he's quite fat, fast enough either why to barrio like i feel like he's gonna he'll get first run he should get first run he's gonna he kind of has that stalking um he's quick but he's not gonna be right there on the lead he can but he will, won't be on the lead classic causeway obviously being one that definitely will be so he's gonna get first run but tawny port likes to make that kind of deep closing kick there and and with i ran aboard I, he's dangerous and brad cox man like he's been so good I keep messing up the name, calling Magic, but it or, or Samich, but is it? It's Homebrew, right? Yes. Called House Brew on the video. Homebrew. And I was like, ah, it wasn't right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Homebrew obviously was very, very good last weekend. Uh, you know, we'll see how uh, Brad Cox does with a few. We'll t- he's got a few others on the weekend as well. But I, Donnie Port has that feeling of that kind of Brad Cox horse that maybe wasn't so good early in the year, but is just sort of getting. A little bit better, you know. Owendale won this race a couple of years ago, with like that kind of horse. It's like wasn't great early on, but kind of won. Did showed signs here and there. Lexington, yeah. Tony Port, obviously. I think Owendale won um, Lexington as well, right? Did yes. That yeah. year? Tony Port and Owendale remind me a lot of each other. Very similar. Where mm-hmm. Owendale, we he he wasn't great, but no. he wasn't he wasn't bad either, you know. Yep. And let me just be clear, like I don't think either one of us are like I don't. It's a fun race, and it's exciting to talk about a bunch of derby-type horses that we've been talking about for a lot of the year. But they're not like – even – like, Tony Port, I don't envision him being, like, a three-year-old type. Like, I don't put, think he's a three-year-old of the year kind of contender-type horse. I'm not saying he, he's going to anyways, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily compare him to Epicenter. I mean, Owendale kind of was an Oklahoma derby type after this. Like, I think they tried him in some other big races, and it just didn't go very well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think you're looking at any horse. It's like, like remember a different division, but remember Nick's goal last year went to Prairie Meadows and dominated. And it's like, wow, he's back and he's at a huge level. You're not going to get that here. You're not going to get a winner go win the Travers out of this. But yeah, it's like, who's the horse that's going to be prime, you know, to, to win races like the West Virginia Derby, like the Oklahoma Derby, 
you know, Iowa Derby's coming up, you know, pretty, pretty quickly, but you know what I mean? Those kind of races. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what the winner is going to be here. Even if it's wide of Barrio, I could see Wada Barrio going to the Travers. Oh, I could see Tony Poor going to the Travers, but I don't know that they're they're really are, are can compete and can win. Is yeah. what I'm saying. But yeah, absolutely. Yep. Wada Barrio is a great one winner, and certainly if he runs well here, he's going to go get another or have another chance to win Grade One. Well, frankly, all all four of them, the Thero Road, we know if if he's if he's around, he'll be in one of those races. Yeah, and then Classic Causeway, you know, with McPeak and he, you know, he's going to show up in a lot of those. Uh, Saratoga three-year-old races as well. Let's talk about Classic Causeway. Let's talk about both of those. Let's talk about Classic Causeway first. Okay. This was an interesting horse because he he was very good. You know, this is a horse that, you know, talk about Wida Barrio. He beat Wida Barrio in that jockey club. Of course, Smile Happy beat both of them. He came back, rattled off two wins in a row, looked pretty good. Visually, looked very good in the Sam F. Davis and the Tampa Bay Derby. Numbers came back very, very poor. Now, after that, they were in the Florida Derby. He was beyond awful. His worst race of his career. And then after that, he ran, runs in the Kentucky Derby. Now, I wouldn't say he ran absolutely awful. He ran like a lot of them did in that race, to be honest. But he wasn't great. He wasn't anything spectacular. So, what is Classic Causeway? And like I said earlier, first start with compete. The problem with Classic Causeway is it really starting to boil down to who has he beaten this year? Those races in Tampa, there were no, there was nobody there. So while he looked dominant, he wasn't doing much. And like you said, the numbers weren't great. I mean, they weren't horrible, but they weren't off the page either. So then he goes and he runs in the Florida Derby and he absolutely no shows. And like you said, he was just whatever in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, he, he was he was supposed to be on the lead. He was thirteenth. I mean, it was just whatever. He just draw a line <laughs> through it. The thing I kind of like about him is. Well, I do think there's there's some other speed in this race. He's not the lone speed, but I do think he's the fastest of the speed horses. So, so he definitely uh, has that going for him. I think he's going to be on the lead. I don't think that's the worst thing to be on the lead uh, in the Ohio Derby and at Thistle Downs. But at, at Thistle Down, I should say. But at the end of the day, I, he's not for me, um, and that's kind of how I described a lot of Kenny Peak horses on the trail. And I'll describe Classic Causeway the same way. He, he really needs to to do something to prove that he can, you know, step up and beat uh, some decent horses. He's not for me. I don't think he'll get the job done here. Maybe underneath. Uh, that, that's it. Yeah, and I, I just I think he's he's a speed factor here and no, nothing else really. I mean, because I I don't. You know, Maker's got this horse in here, this pineapple man, who's kind of making his first stakes race, uh, and he's a he's a he's a speedy horse. He should be up there near him. Yeah, yeah. And so he. I don't think I think those two give this enough pace uh, for a lot of these horses. And obviously, Tony Port coming off, White Barrio stocking, Ethereal Road um, coming off. So like, I think that the pace will be set up uh, for these horses. So talk about Ethereal Road next. What do you do with a three-year-old row? Because he's he he, show, he shows signs, you know. Obviously, the rebel he he should have won. He thought, he's like, even though that came back weak, like probably should have won that race. Bluegrass, he's awful. The Lexington, not not great, right? And then he still has enough points to get into the Kentucky Derby. Like I said, he's 20, 20th there. He scratches out with whatever. Then they okay, well, he's going to see him in the Preakness. Well, no, he's. He's not good enough, he, whatever reason. He doesn't go in the Preakness. He goes to Sir Barton. I think, well, what's wrong? Like, why? Yeah. And he rolls in the Sir Barton. He, and actually looks, visually looks very good. Mm-hmm. What, what are you supposed to do with that? I don't know. Well, I think uh, the, the first big strike with him, if you like Tony Port, well, he he lost, you know, clearly to Tony Port in the Lexington. He absolutely no-showed the bluegrass. And yeah, the top two finishers of the Bluegrass were very good and are very good horses, I think. But the, the ones that ran behind him aren't that good. Uh, like you said, Unoho beat him in a race where how did he lose it type of thing. I don't know. I, he, he's really not. He, he's not for me either, honestly. <laughs> I think he. I think this is a really good spot for him, a much better spot than the Belmont. I'm not going to be shocked if he wins this race. I just don't think he's quite as good as a Tony Port, as a White Barrio. And so then it's going to come down to, 
can he elevate to those horses or will he just kind of be battling it out for third? And I, I kind of see him more as a battling out for third. I, I think that the fact that he was in the Servant and not the Preakness, because Lucas is going to run that horse in the, any horse that he likes in the pre. I don't care that he had the filly in there. Like he's not, he's not against running multiple horses. So that to me was a factor. Well, I don't love that Lee Saez didn't come with. That's not good. I don't. I don't care where he's riding. It's not good. And guys, the the Sir Barton was visually very impressive. It was no good. The horse who got second in the race came back and got fifth in an allowance at Churchill. B Doc was awful. Mister Jefferson came back and got fourth. Rugs came back and got fourth. That race was horrific. And I think that's why he looked so good. And again, I want him to win. I'm a Lucas fan. He would make me the happiest if he won, my bets notwithstanding. I tried to make cases for him harder than maybe I should. I don't think he is that good. And I think that's where the problem is. I think he will do what he does. I think he'll come for with a run. I think you'll, you'll see him start to wind up. And it's like, okay, he's got a shot. I just don't think he'll be fast enough to catch a, a couple of these horses in here. Yeah, he, I, I guess I think he's one that I would, it's a two horse race, but if you, if you go in deeper, I, I would, he would be my third. He'd be, yeah, that's my fair. He would be third. He would, because he's, he's yeah. the one. Like if Classic Causeway wires Phil beats me or whatever, like great. I, you know, I, I, I would, I never would have been there with him, but the Theo Road, I'm, I'm enough on the fence with him of what he is exactly yeah. that I, be kind of pissed if if he won the race like really he didn't use him and just to be clear he ran the lexington off six days rest he had plenty of rest for the bluegrass and he didn't show up yeah you know, there you go you corrected yourself you knew art so yeah okay give him a okay the lexington was it was crazy say we give him a pass for that race and that's great what's this excuse for the bluegrass just a bad ride i guess i mean he didn't get a great ride in that race no. but maybe and maybe you can make enough excuses. I, hey, I wish that the second place finisher of the Sir Barton would have came back and smoked him. Then I would be really happy. But he didn't look good. Third place finisher, like I said, fourth place. They didn't look good. That race was not very good. So to me, you got to step it up. And I hope he does. But I, I won't be playing him to win. That's I, for sure. I still like. I, I we had <laughs> we had B Doc that day, and we were betting against the Thrill Road and. When they ran down the stretch there, of course, we knew we had a, we were not going to catch that. Well, yeah, B-Doc was just all over the place. And you look at – but you just looked at him visually, like, Theo Road is a monster compared to B-Doc. He oh, could yeah. eat B-Doc as he went by. So, yeah. Theo Road is certainly not going to disappoint you from a visual standpoint. He looks the part. He probably – if you've got him bet, he probably is going to give you a thought, at least, that he can win. Yeah. Because he does come with a run every time. I, I, I just – when you compare him like to Tony Porter, let's just say, but go back to round that out. It's like, he's not fast enough. I, I just don't know that he can run him down quick enough. No. Yeah. And with, and with Irad being aboard here, I think that's just such a big uh, indication that, Hey, he's, he, you know, he, obviously there's, there's plenty of racing to, at Belmont. Um, I get not $500,000 races, but still like to come all the way out here, like you said, the, the what he's not riding much of any, substance on the day yeah. at, at this will down so it's like he's here to win this race yeah you know so yeah i do you, okay so we talked a little bit about uh we talked a little bit about like what this race was moving forward if you know do you we we think that they, they probably will do it but do you really take any like we talked about last week with homebrew and like if you were to win he you know visually looks really good like yeah the haskell he goes from being like whatever to like maybe he's like a contender-ish. Do you see any of these horses coming out of this race? Whoever that horse could win, be like, well, maybe they don't go the these all these like sub you know triple A type stakes races. Instead, they go to you see him at Saratoga. Yeah, I mean, if White Mario wins, that means he's a Grade One winner that also just won the Ohio Derby. So it, it, his next start's definitely going to be a bigger one, and he's going to be bet for sure. Uh, Tony Port. I feel like he has a little bit more to prove, even if he wins, because, you know, people that grade one status, and especially when it's the Florida Derby, that horse is going to take money. And that's why I think he's going to be the favorite in this race. Um, but yeah, Wide and Barrio, definitely. Tony Port will take money. It's a Brad Cox horse. 
We'll see if Irad jumps aboard next time out. Uh, but if he wins, I think he's one that, yeah, you're definitely going to say, well, they can definitely jump up and, yeah. and maybe be a player. I, I would not be one bit surprised if Classic Causeway's in all the big races this summer, no matter what he does here, because it's Kenny McPeak, and I think these these owners want to run in the big races. So. Well, and you, and not just that, all those horses, it just, just happens to be the, like, they're all trained by trainers that are going to be at Saratoga. Well, well yeah, Lucas, uh, like you said, with that Ethereal Road, uh, he's certainly, if, if the horse is doing okay, we're going to shoot for those big races. The horse is like finishes fourth in this race. He's probably going to be shooting for all the big races. I mean, even if the horse finishes last, he's probably going to be shooting for it. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and obviously, I mean, Sappy, he'll be, you know, he's there, Cox, and then, you know, McPeak. Yeah. So, Ethereal Road is the type that can pull upsets. If the pace gets crazy, you know that horse is going to come with the run. So I think Lucas will take some swings with him no matter what. Yeah. Um, if not, I, you definitely could see these horses. Like, there's no shame, and you see it more and more. Uh, there's no shame in run, taking these horses on the alt route. You know, no. uh-huh. and, and then you get then you, you get your chance later. And Tony Ford is a perfect example of a horse that clearly they weren't you know, like the on, you know, on synthetic and they tried to raise the star. That didn't go super well. Back to synthetic, back to dirt. It's like, all right, what is this horse? Like, let's figure this out. And then they'll figure out what he, like how good he really is. He's kind of fooled me a couple times. I did not like him in that Lexington at all. And, and he ran pretty well. And then I thought that Derby, he might finish last, you know, he ran okay. I mean, there was nothing too bad about it. So yeah, like when they went, they took him down to Louisiana and he didn't run very well. It's like, God, I knew that he wouldn't, you know, just keep him on synthetic. But, you know, he's ran pretty well the last couple times on the dirt. Let's see. Now he's in a spot where, you know, he, if you don't want to say, go as far as say he should win, he's got a great chance to win. Okay. He's got just as good a chance as anybody else in the race. Let's see if he comes through. Let's see if he can do it. All right. So, yeah, Dennis, I want, I'm glad you asked this because I wanted to, that was kind of my next, like, okay, we talked about all these derby took quote-unquote horses but what if someone doesn't you know what if they're not that's not very good out of the out of the the, the bunch of, of derby horses are there any of these you know new shooters so to speak the the, the non-derby type horses that could upset it i i would be really surprised uh we've kind of seen barice tried tougher it didn't go well i've seen people talk about pineapple man that horse is not for me I would be surprised. I think it's got to be one of the four. And the, it doesn't have to be, but I think it's very likely it's going to be one of the four. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I The Pineapple Man horse is, is the only interesting horse. Just from a, just if you want to try to go gate to wire type thing, like if the horse gets brave, that's the only horse that I'm interested mm-hmm. in. Um, Pineapple Man does not have least size. This time, truth exposed. He did have him last time. Yeah. Um, but no, not not this time. Um, I I don't know. I mean, to me, it would have to be a major. I mean, you're talking about not. You're talking about not one, two, three, or four. All four horses have to not not fire basically yeah, but, in order that to happen. You know, and again, he, hey, it happens. Like Rich Strike won the Kentucky Derby. I know, but when you look at Pineapple Man, it's like he's been in New York Red Allowance races and hasn't been able to get the job done. I don't think he's going to come to Ohio and do it. That's that's just where I'm at with him. And I mean, you know, can he run up there like you say, get get brave on the lead and hold on for third or something? Sure, um, but you could you could say that about about a lot of them. All right. Final thoughts. Well, no, I I think Tony Ford is is the horse to beat here, and, and I think if anybody's going to do it, it's Wide Barrio. I'm going Tony Ford. I think he's a little bit more maybe of that developing type. Where Wide Barrio maybe kind of peaked a little little early. Yeah, I'm on Tony Ford as well. I was really between those two. So, um, and and you and I both agree. We'll see how it plays out. You and I both agree that we think that, that by you know post time. That Wyatt Barrio will be your favorite. Tony Ford will be your yeah. second choice. I I wouldn't be surprised if Wyatt Barrio's bet sub two to one. Tony Ford. I think Tony Ford was only bad, like five to two ish that that range. Mm-hmm. Maybe you down to two to one, but I still think Wyatt Barrio is going to be over bet based off of what I think he is. So that's ultimately why I went with the seven Tony Ford. That's the thing. If Wyatt Barrio is actually seven to two, yeah, we're going to feel dumb for picking Tony Ford. It's like, yeah, I have Wyatt Barrio seven to two makes a lot of sense. 
And uh, Truth Spill says, all of them are no better than grade two anyway. Well, Whitebarrio is a grade one winner, and that grade one win was the Florida Derby. So I don't know if it's quite fair to say that. Uh, maybe going forward, maybe they're grade two horses. But, you know, we do have a grade one in the uh, winner in the field. And I, that's that's big for the a race like the Ohio Derby. Yeah, and, and Joseph says, like, yeah, it is going to be a great summer at Saratoga. Yes. Because it's this this whole three-year-old bunch, and let's not even talk about these horses, like the actual, you know, the the top-tier ones, the Zandons and the Epicenters. Yeah. We don't know what they – like, that, that three-year-old division is just so wide open. All, you know, different winner of each leg of the Triple Crown. Rich Strike, obviously, threw his name in there early on. So, it's like, you just don't know what these are. So, we're going to really shake things out. And then you hear the news today – I guess we won't be seeing Bob Baffert enter any of his three-year-olds. You know, he comes off suspension um, in a week, less than, and now Naira comes out today saying he's been, you know, the, the suspension from Naira is through the year. So we won't be seeing him. You know, you kind of thought, well, surely he's going to try to get, we talked about it last week's show a little bit. Yeah. He's going to try to get Taba or Messier or someone in, in the Travers. Well, maybe now all of a sudden it's, it's definitely the hassle, right? Yep, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, we'll see how that kind of shakes out. Maybe they can, you know, McCarthy can bring a horse up or, or, or Yakteen or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, that's we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, Haskell, I think, would welcome him with open arms. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah, they, they make some orders <laughs> over there. Yeah. All right. Uh, enough of that. We're on number seven, Tawny Fort to win the Ohio Derby. <laughs> and didn't they, like – like right after all that came out, yeah, like, yeah, he cut. Like we welcomed him, you know. I was like, great. Yeah, even when nobody wanted uh, uh, Bob Baffert at the track, that Monmouth was like, oh no, 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 we yeah. can come over anytime. So, yeah, I mean, he'll be. They won't have any problem. You know, I would say, I guess they're right. That's where that one of them yeah. will run. One of them, know. yeah, yeah. I'm sure, he didn't love hearing the news of that Naira thing, but no. If you think of the Haskell. Uh, with if if Jack Christopher does indeed go there and say Taba shows up there, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, the Haskell might, yeah, it would be such an interesting way too to do it because if you got the Haskell kind of having these, you know, all these other one A's and you know, the good like Taba and all, you know, then on the on the Traverse side, you got the other ones that didn't run there that are all like, then maybe we can get lucky enough to see them all merge. Yeah, you know, the whoever wins the Haskell, whoever wins the Travers, get them to merge whatever Pennsylvania Derby or maybe it's Breeders' Cup. But yeah, yeah, I mean, this three year old division is up for we talked a lot about this last week on Bleaker's Office. Like, this is up for anybody, anybody that can wants to throw their name in there. Yeah, if they can have a great second half, like, no one's really done enough to separate themselves. So, yep, yep, and I'll. I'll I'll say that. Why to Mario? He could too. Like if he if he proves us wrong and, and goes off and wins this and then goes and wins the Travers, I mean shit. Why wouldn't he be, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. See if he can he can I mean, this is the first step of getting his, you know, name back out there, as far as mentioning with that group. And like I said, it's gonna take a hell of a lot more than winning the Ohio Derby, but he's back in the conversation. Hey, Paul. If he wins. Paul, let me see in Flatline. Flatline's a four year old. He get, I, a lot of people think he's three for some reason, it seems like. Yeah, he's four. Um, and seeing that made me think of a question that we had talked about internally is if the Breeders' Cup was ran today, or let's say tomorrow, if the Breeders' Cup was ran uh -huh. tomorrow, and who would be your classic horse? Who would be your classic pick? Is it Flatline? Uh. I don't know. I don't know the answer. We do the rankings. We work with Breeders' Cup to do rankings for the uh, for the classic. They do that every year. When did he say that started again? Uh, uh, I think it's we'll get the this weekend sometime. I think it will come out next early oh, next gosh. week. Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, and he asked me um, at the Breeders. He's like, "Hey, who would you pick? Who would be your classic horse right now?" I'm like, I guess Flatline is because that right now the plan is to go Pacific Classic uh, or whatever, you know, but definitely a, a classic type race to the classic. If that's the plan right now, and I think he's the most talented horse, I guess that's where I'm going. But yes, yeah, certainly could could prove not, you know, if, they, if he doesn't run well, whatever, whatever next race. 
you know, then he obviously he's not a good classic horse. So yeah, he's a tough one. Where do you put life is good? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and and he's a victim of we haven't seen him in so long that you just forget about him being unbelievably talented. Let's think of like who's the best two turn horse that's actually proven it in this country because country grammar hasn't ran in this country. That's true. It's Olympiad. Yeah, very quiet after that comment, but he's kind of been the best as far as running races in this country in two turns. Yeah. And that's not a sexy pick, that's for sure. No. So there's a lot to be worked out. I'm putting that horse number one. So Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be looked to be worked out in this classic division. Now, let's be clear. And if, and yes, Polly, like it, they say that they think he's going to be better stretching out. They say that a lot about horses. But if that's the case, oh, well, he's he won't one be easy. beat. Yeah. And not only that, but he yeah. won't be beat. No. Like, as long as he stays healthy, he's he'll be. Yeah. Because I do, I get crazy. I do. I get crazy Pharaoh vibes with him. I get he didn't know we're near Pharaoh because he didn't win Triple Crown and all that stuff. But just the way he runs, I'm more and more thinking about the way he looks on the track. Raw talent. He's visually just yeah. better than everybody else. You know it when he's on the track. That's how he looks. And 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 Pharaoh in another way is like Flatline proved where he didn't need things to go exactly his way like he did in Met Mile. You know, had trouble and still managed to, and Pharaoh could do that as well. So yeah. if he can if he is better two turns and he has that same kind of ability that we've been seeing, just just bubble wrap him and get him to the classic. Yep. You, you ain't gonna you you're not gonna beat him. Yep. Absolutely. It's gonna be that's going to be very fascinating if he goes Pacific Classic, how he stretches out and how good he looks. Because yeah, they all say he can do it, and that's this is the other thing that Kevin just mentioned. He has to stay healthy. It's a huge if, yeah, and that is a huge if without question. He's made of glass, and and unfortunately, you know, we talk about that a lot too, where it's like some of these horses they're so talented, and he's certainly upper echelon, so talented, oh, yeah. so fast that they literally run themselves into injury you know because they just <laughs> that's the, they have one gear and it's a different gear than everybody else and they're so talented that they just they literally get hurt you know yep. and it's hard to keep those kind of horses healthy because what are you gonna do you're not gonna you don't want them to slow it down you know yep so absolutely yeah i'll be interesting to see flatline um it's gonna be a minute you know speaking life is good to make you know go go watch saratoga slim's uh interview with todd fletcher on our youtube channel it's amazing by the way but he interviews Todd Fletcher, which was hilarious in its own because you know how excited he was. And he talks about, they talk about what life is good and what the plans are for him. And so, yeah, I mean, what's next uh, for life's good. And obviously we'll see life is good before we see flatline again. So then does it shift and say, Oh no, no, wait, never mind. Life is good. This is the horse I want. Then you have flatline who's got to prove it. So I don't, I don't like, I, did you rank flatline number one? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Uh, one quick comment before we go on. The Todd Fletcher interview is fantastic. I, you know, when we first started into racing, I was like, I don't know that I like this Fletcher guy. He's kind of quiet and he kind of seems a little snooty. And once you get into racing, you follow it for a while. He's like one of the nicest. He's really good. Like and he's I, got a sense of humor too. He know? has a sense of humor. It's like a quiet sense of humor. He's yeah. very, very friendly. Uh, I've gotten where I love Tom Fletcher. I, I think he's a really, really good dude. Yeah, I mean, and that interview his voice and the way his demeanor sometimes comes across, like yeah. But I, I, if you get you, you can, and you could see it like the little cracks here and there where he was, he was like, it was a fun interview for him. He certainly looked at Slim like this guy is nuts <laughs> a couple of times, but he kept it professional and that it was good. Just yeah. wait till he, he does that has Asmussen. That's the, that's the one that he. Let's just say he's he wants Borat to come back and that it, Yeah. <laughs> I Anyways. I, I, I absolutely I've gotten where I I'm with uh, Truth Exposed on the Todd comment. I I gotten where I really like him. I love it that Slim was trying to get Todd to say that the horse Aaron, who's a two-year-old, is named after me. And and, and <laughs> Fletcher looked at him like that's great. You know? yeah, that was the best part when he's like, Well, the one of the co-founders of Racing Dudes uh, is named Aaron Hoffman and Kel Fletcher's like, I don't care. This like, like, great. It's not named after him. Without saying it, he was like, "Are you kidding me with this right now?" So, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like, I like Todd a lot. I like Steve Asmussen a lot too. So, I think he's, he's great. Yeah, it's uh, Slim man. There's no one like him. He's, he's no, everyone. You know, and it's, 
he doesn't even realize it, but and all these guys, Chad and Todd and Askerson yeah. and all these guys, mine, like they all know who he. They see him. And they're like, yeah. Hey. Yeah, should all those guys they know who Slim is. I think the Mots really like Slim oh, yeah. a lot. Uh, Chad, I think, tolerates Slim. <laughs> <laughs> Chad always seems like on the border of strangling him or like laughing with him. I can't ever decide which one it's gonna be. I think be. Chad just has the attitude of please leave now, you know. Like, I got one. If I do this, in. I can get you get rid of you kind of thing. well it's get you done early you know it's early in the meet or before the meet even starts and then you won't bother me again and i'm not knocking chad that's just kind of how, how he kind of looks I, I can't blame him for that <laughs> <laughs> time for rapid fire presented by bet ptc bet P, bet with the racing dudes at betptc.com and get 200 dollars new member bonus bet t bet p t c got that dot com Promo code dudes, enter that and get $200 new member bonus bet with us over there. Uh, bet with the dudes at bet PTC. All right, let's do two at Belmont Park, at racing at Belmont Park. Got a few horses that are interesting that are making kind of their return. Uh, we'll go to Churchill Downs and then we'll go to Thistledown, back to Thistledown. Race three at Belmont Park Saturday, the Wild Applause, 100K, Billy's three year old going one mile on the turf field of five. Lines up for this one and three of the five. <laughs> trained by that guy we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Chad Brown's got three of them. Nine to five on the five. Imminent Victor. Pratt, Chad Brown, this Philly, are you going to better? Yeah, I really am excited to see Imminent Victor back. Of course, the last time we saw her, she was finishing third up at Woodbine behind Pizza Bianca, who later, of course, went on to win the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. Uh, I, I'm really excited for a minute, Victor, here. I think uh, Flavian Pratt kind of tips the hand that this horse is probably doing really, really well leading up to the race and is ready to roll. Uh, listen, Chad's other horses are good. Lakota Spirit debuted, uh, made the turf debut, I should say, last time out. Had, had uh, three races on the dirt. Didn't do poorly, just hit the board, got to the turf and won. So I think you have to respect that horse. And, of course, Oakhurst winning two in a row including an allowance of Keeneland last time out. So Chad's loaded here, got three really nice horses, but I believe Imminent Victor is the best of the three. Yeah, we. it's nice to see Imminent Victor back. We talked a lot about her when she entered that Natama. I don't know what episode that would have been, but September of 2021 sometime. Um, but it's great to see her. Pratt was aboard that day. Pratt's back aboard here. It's great to see her back. And like you said, got beat by Pizza Bianca. Uh, wasn't like that was in Wild Beauty, who was awesome. Um, that day, so it's like not like that was a disrespect, disrespectful um, effort. Uh, to me, she's yeah. I think it's between the five and the one. I think that's easy. And Oakhurst has been very good the last two. Uh, last time, especially, was very nice. I thought, but you know, going up in in, in stakes level, whereas obviously Evan and Victor, they went straight to the Grade One at Tama whenever you know last year. So obviously, I think they maybe think a little bit more of the five. And you've got Pratt, that angle that he stays aboard. So I'm going number five here in Victor. All right, let's go to the Mother Goose, which is race number, what race is that? Race number eight, the Mother Goose, grade two, 250K Phillies, three-year-olds going one one sixteenth miles, field of five. Lines up for this one. So more Phillies, we've got the three-year-old Philly side. We've got a few in here that we were last, uh, last seen in the Kentucky Oaks. Shahama at nine to five, but look at not she wasn't in the Oaks, but we did see her. What day was that we saw her? That would have been Oaks Friday. Friday was and, the, and then was the undercard of Friday or uh, the undercard is like the fourth or fifth yeah. race. Juju's map, yeah, the five. Juju's map making her stakes return. Even money favorite for Brad Cox and Flo. Yeah, I mean. We've been Juju Matt fans for a while, and she was awesome. She was really good that day. She looks like she'll be tough to beat. If she runs back to that race, it's over. I mean, she looked really good in that three-year-old debut. Probably took him a little longer than they would have hoped to get her back. Like you just mentioned, she missed the Oaks. But, uh, and listen, the way that shaped up, now I know Brad Cox won the Acorn uh, on Belmont Day, but... She would have looked good in that race, too. Now, of course, he has another good <laughs> match. Ray is a really nice horse, so he's not worried about that. But really good spot for her here. You know, second off the layoff. Uh, as long as she doesn't bounce off of that effort, 
I think she'll be just fine. I, I think Juju Smap's going to be pretty tough to beat in the spot. And really another spot here where there's not a ton. I mean, you get the Pletcher also ran in the Kentucky Oaks, making the second start in the United States. Maybe she gets a little bit better and, and runs a little bit better race. But I think they're going to have a tough time catching Juju's map on the front end. Yeah, I think the one is, is the most interesting non, you know, Juju's map of the race, you know. And I thought it was interesting that Pratt stays with with her here. Not that like, you know, but he doesn't ride with Pletcher all that much. And it's not like a normal thing that you could definitely see it where he wouldn't be on or he'd get on Never Horse. So, the, you know, she wasn't awful, um, all things aside, you know, for being kind of a, she's 12 to 1, 13 to 1 in that, that day. Showed some late kick in that race. So if they can kind of get, work out the kink, second start with, with Pletcher, uh, and Pratt aboard, maybe she, you know, obviously she, that was her first loss that, you know, that day. So that, you know, it's not like she was a bad horse going in. No. I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I, I don't, I'm, I'm cautiously, like, she could be someone to look up, uh, upside, I think. But, um, the five Juju's met to me is just, so just the talent, most talented horse in the race. Uh, and, and mm-hmm. really that day, Dennis wants to know, do you think she would have won the Oaks if she would have ran the Oaks that day? Obviously, she didn't qualify for the Oaks, but would she have ran the Oaks if, or she would she have won the Oaks had she ran that same race she ran on Oaks Day uh, at Churchill? No, I don't think so. But can she get to a level where she can compete with those horses in the Oaks? That's a yes for me. Uh, it kind of feels like uh, that's what they're going to try to do, Mother Goose. And then, look, there's a coaching club, American Oaks. You got Nest. You got Secret Oath. You got whoever wins this race will probably go to that as well. And what a race that's going to be, right? And so then we're going to get to see. But on that specific day, I don't think she could have done it. But is she that kind? Hey, if she romps again in this one, I don't see any reason why you don't say, yeah, I think she is that kind. And I think she goes to a race like the coaching club American Oaks at Saratoga and she's got a shot. She's got a big time shot. It's not just, Hey, she could pull the upset. It's, Hey, she's just as good as these horses. Yeah. That's just it. Like it'll be, you know, we do all the talk with secret oath and nest and deservingly so, but you know, Juju's map is a horse that certainly, you know, finished second in the Brewers cup uh-huh. to echo Zulu. Of course, well, you had to have a telescope to find yeah. her. But. <laughs> but she was awesome in that house of Ides. Yes, she was. Uh, prior to that, of course, being distinctly possible, we came back to win Juju's Met that day at Keelan. Obviously, a lot of high hopes for her. So if she can kind of enter, you know, throw her name in the mix, uh, certainly would be fun to watch, force to watch over the summer. Another, um, I know this is rapid fire, but still, uh, this is an interesting race because you have a lot. Fifty yeah. Valentine. Kevin says is back in New York, yep. which is interesting because Vinti Valentine, Valentine is two for two at Belmont Park, and while she was awful in the, I mean, she was like next level awful in the Kentucky Oaks, she still like she won the Busher, uh, she of course won back to back races uh, and state bred races uh, at uh, at Belmont Park to start off her career, and then of course second in Grade Two, you know wins the Busher. Finished second in the Gazelle to nostalgia. Like, can she kind of get back? She she has ran some decent races. I give her a mild chance to upset. You know, uh, is she maybe if if she have to do it on the front end? I don't think she. I don't. I don't think she's fast enough to do it on the front end. But I think she can sit second maybe and get the first run. And let's say Juju kind of doesn't run very well. Maybe doesn't get the position she wants and. You know, you got Vinti Valentine getting first run on her. Maybe, you know, Fletcher Source doesn't fire. Then, yeah, I think Vinti Valentine can win and, and and may do it and look pretty decent. I don't think she's quite up to the level of Juju's map. And I think that's the problem. Like, I do think she'll get a decent trip, but I, I think she's going to have to stock and pass her. And I don't think she's good enough to do it. And uh, I'll just throw her in. I'm sure we'll probably put Midnight Stroll in the winter circle since we're not going to talk about her. But yeah. gerrymandering. Uh, you know, second off the layoff, that's very good. The horse uh, finished the year off last year pretty strong. You know, ran into Matarea, obviously a very good horse, and, and just didn't, you know, wasn't able to compete. But, yeah, I mean, second off the layoff, maybe it helps. Rosario board again for the second straight time. If you're looking for alternatives, she's not a bad one. 
again, a broken record. I just don't think she's up to the level of Juju's map. And I, I don't think she or that Binti are fast enough to win this race, to, frankly. To me, I would rather take a shot with one of those two than Shaham, because at least you're getting a price to try to beat yeah. the heavy favorite. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they're, when you compare them to Shahama, I think they're very comparable, right? But I just think, I just have too much respect for, for the five. Seeing a few of these horses have the, the, the running lines with Echo Zulu made me think, do you think we'll see her again? Well, I heard she's back at Churchill Downs with uh, Steve, and uh, I don't know. I think so. I mean, the way Aspusen acted, she shouldn't have scratched. She was fine, you know? So I, I don't know. I don't know is the answer. What, was, what Rosario will be riding here? I don't know the answer <laughs> to that either. It doesn't seem like those two are yeah. around together anymore. Um, of course, you know, Rosario's up in New York, and, and Aspusen's horses are mostly at Churchill, uh, his good ones. So... I guess that's a Saratoga question, right? Like, will he be riding up there for him at Saratoga? Uh, where does Echo Zulu go next? A race like this would have made a lot of sense for her. Um, I don't think a race like the Coaching Club American Oaks going a mile and eighth makes much sense for her. No. So, I don't know. Well, it's interesting because you... She, I would I would Oaks, maybe? I mean, seriously. I mean, you somehow you've got to get her back to, like... Do you try something like that? The Iowa Oaks is coming up in a ability. week, I think. Yeah. Well, we want, we heard some rumors that day, like that he was pissed. Yes. Yeah. Like that she was scratched, and and we all we talked about it on the live stream was like we just don't think that she, we never think that she would or he would like something must have happened because Steve's not going to enter her if she's lame or something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, and so what? And there were no reports in the paddock. No, that she yeah. looked fine. And so yeah, there was something weird. Uh, and so yeah, you would think that maybe yeah, Dennis says maybe Tyler G will get the mounts for Asmussen. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He keeps switching, right? You know what used to be Santana? Maybe maybe he'll go back to him. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, I, is that ship sailed? I, I don't know. I, I you know I, you wouldn't think. Um, you wouldn't think. You think Santana could get back in the mix? We'll see. What What do you think about the kind of the back and forth here on on the chat about Juju not going the one turn? The issue one turn versus two turns. Obviously, the Belmont Mother Goose is going to be a one turn. I mean, what can you say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she ran a. Well, she's ran one one turn race, I think, and it was on debut, going five and a half furlongs. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what. Now we don't think she can go one turn. I don't know. I think she's got enough early speed that I don't necessarily think the one turn is going to. I I would see impact. no reason why she shouldn't handle it. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I, I think she certainly. I mean, it's possible that she doesn't like it, right? It's, it's, but there's no reason to not play her because of that. I think that's the best way to put that. Yeah, I that like I saw no reason why Nick's go wouldn't like going one turn, and he did not like it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, I see no reason why she can't she can't handle it, or it'll be bad for her. But she might not. I mean, that's a total guess, one way or the other. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, let's go to uh, let's go to Churchill Downs now. Race nine, the Chicago Stakes, Grade Three with Turner K. Those uh, mares, four year olds and up, one seven furlong. Still, the seven lines up for this one. Kind of fun race, really challenging race. Seven Wisconsin in here. But you also have seven to two on Bell's the one, Lady Rocket at five to two, Baroness at five to one, Four Graces is in, is in here uh, at eight to one, get Calypso. Uh, and then Penny Baker is kind of an interesting horse in here at eight to one for Stidham. It's, it's all over the place. And, and frankly, I, I think you can make a case for at least five or six of them. It's interesting. It's a very interesting race. There's a lot of different ways you can go, like you said. I'm going to go with a horse that I think finally gets the speed set up and the track set up that she wants. And I'm going to go with number three, Lady Rocket. And, and I went with her a couple times this year, and it's been really disappointing uh, how she's ran, especially last time out. But I just don't think she liked the track very well that day. She also got beat by a really nice horse in search results, and, and the Royal Flag's not bad either. Uh, yeah, I think the pace sets up so well for her in the spot. I think seven furlongs will be fine for her. I, I just think she's going to come back here and, and finally get the setup and, and have a real good shot to win. Um, you know, I respect the closers, and I, I'm definitely not singling Lady, Lady Rocket in the spot, but I do think she gets the pace set up and wins in this one. 
she concerns me for sure because of that pace standpoint. You know, the last two efforts, I guess, were were not good. But she, that that day, that go for one, she was awesome, like way awesome, and ran a huge number that day. Um, hasn't came back to look that good since, but she also ran the Madison Ruffian or tough races. Tough races that but, Madison was really tough. <laughs> yeah, and plus you had, like you said, she had uh, a little bit of. Uh, you know, people joined her up front. Like, it wasn't like it was an easy lead in any kind of situation. So Lady Rocket certainly is, is, is scary here. Likes Churchill Downs, likes his distance. Um, I kind of go on a little bit of a price, though, here. I like, I'm, I think I saw it somewhere. Yeah, our, how about number one, Baroness, with size aboard? I think yeah, that is sneaky. Pick. You know, he rode uh, this horse, he's rode this horse several times, but twice, the last two times, four of the last five times, uh, with with three wins of those four, you know, so obviously very familiar with her and, you know, she's looked good. Like she's kind of becoming more consistent, I think is, a, is the best way to put that. She's looked good. The last two efforts, uh, she likes uh, Churchill Downs, three wins and five starts. She's one of this distance. So I, I think she's a little sneaky here at five to one. She's got enough. Another thing too, is I think she's got enough speed to where Louis Science is not going to let Lady Rocket just completely mm-hmm. get an easy, lonely. So I, I agree. I, I, it's a tough call um, for to, to go here. Because, I mean, because we've even talked about Bell's the one. And Sconson. And Sconson. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, this is tough. I mean, Sconson, I would say, is the is the easy answer. You know, like, like sure. she's very classy. She's obviously rattled off two wins in a row, including... Uh, the winning colors here at Churchill Downs. Five wins and eight starts at Churchill. She loves this track. But she only has one win and eight starts at this distance. That, to me, was a little bit concerning as well. Yeah, I, I think Sconson, uh, though, is, is and Bell's the one, certainly very classy horses and, and horses that run well on this Keeneland Churchill Downs circuit, too. So, yeah, going against them is a little shaky, but I'm with you. Like, Bayonets ran very, very well last time out, and then we got Saez again. So, yep. I'm with you. And look, like, I, and like, I'm, I'm in my mind. I don't. It's not logical, but in my mind, I'm like, well, he chose Baroness over Theo uh, Road, so it's, <laughs> it's not that. I realize he has more mounts at Churchill, but still. But this is the only stakes. Yeah. It kind. I mean, I get maybe he had some other ones lined up, like you said, and the purses are a little better. But a two hundred thousand dollars stakes, five hundred thousand dollars stakes. You know he's going to get decent mounts all day, at, like I read did at, at this old. Exactly. So and, and they're running stakes at this old. They're you know they got some. Uh, they're, I think five stakes. Yeah. So I don't think it's the. I mean, I don't think it's as simple as he chose this over over Ethereal uh, uh, Road. But I don't think it's a bad thing that he's here. No, no, I don't at all. And I love the fact that uh, we're going to get five to one. And how about the, the two? You and I both kind of were like, oh, that two's interesting. The Godolphin, Stidham, first start in the United States at Laurel, really looked impressive. She certainly won. Like, we just don't know what she is. But if you're looking for prices, you know, Penny Baker's a horse that, that rattled off, what, four in a row prior to coming? Well, five in a row now if you count the one here. Yeah. She, like maybe she's just getting really good, and so she to me, if you're gonna go price hunting, I the two is who I'm gonna use. Yeah, I, I think the two's very interesting coming second. One off. two. Yeah. One two, straight. Okay. No, I'm on number one, Baroness. You got the three, Lady Rocket. All right, let's go to what we got here. Let's go back to this one now. What do you say? What do you say? Hey, Shoddy. People are using drugs on our chat. What is it? Truth <laughs> Post says, "Might need to scroll for that info. I don't even tr- I don't even trust me to remember it all after hitting this bomb." <laughs> all right, there we go. Good to have you. Um, that's that's one of the funniest comments we've ever had. <laughs> Love it. Uh, all right, let's go to back to Thistledown, I should say. For race 10, the Lady Jackson Stakes, 250K for Phillies and Mares, three-year-olds and up, going one and one-eighth miles. This is, of course, the race prior to the Ohio Derby. Phil of 10 uh, lines up here, and it's a, it's, it's not necessarily a, a you know, top-class race, but you've got, you know, Crazy Beautiful in here at 7-2. you got Army Wife at 3-1. Three, three Maracuja, who, <coughs> who we talked about earlier, at 4-1. to one. There's plenty of options. Take Charge Lauren for D. Wayne's. Kind of an interesting horse at nine to two. 
but it's all it's it's certainly not the Ohio Derby in, in terms of some of those horses like but it's got some interesting horses in here. Where are you going? I go I went with Army Army Wife if I could talk. Maybe I hit the bong. I'm going with Army you Wife. You need hit the bong. I maybe yeah, that's for sure. Uh the six horse army wife. Listen, I, you watched her race last time out of Churchill Downs. She just kind of seemed to just hit a wall. She was in a really good position, and I think it was just first off the layoff wasn't quite sharp enough. I'm just kind of thinking second off the layoff here, she'll she'll shape up and be back to her top effort. So I'm going to go number six, Army White. I think she's the best of the horses that are in this race. Um, you know, last year she really, she just every race was very consistent. Face some heavy hitters towards the end. I think she bounces back here and gets gets a win. Yeah, you know, I, I, I said to you, we are kind of going over looking over the races prior. I was like, this is Army Wife's kind of race. Because, you know, you go, like you said last year, like one Black Eyed Susan, one the Iowa Oaks. And then from there, you know, the low grade ones, Alabama, Cotillion, like they really stepped up and ran pretty well in both of those races. Uh, and of course, she kind of fizzled out later in, at the end of the year. But this race here, Came back, I should say, looked okay, but obviously needed that one. I think she'll be sharper. This is obviously more of the level where she needs to to run, and she's just classier than a bunch of these horses, I think. So, mm -hmm. Army Wife for me, she, I think it's a perfect uh, second race. You got uh to ride, back to ride, I should say. So, I'm with you. I like number six, Army Wife. Anyone else in here that you like uh, from a price tip one? Because this is this definitely seems like a race. Obviously, the next race being the Ohio Derby, if it, if it is somewhat chalky of a race, is there any prices in here that are interesting to you? I thought the eight was kind of interesting in here. Uh, Microcap. This horse last time out kind of woke up and, and was at this level, or excuse me, at this distance and then an allowance uh, race at Churchill Downs. One by a neck. Kind of like the running style for this. And, and our old friend Grant, uh, Grant Forrester, he kind of can sneak in here and win a race like this every once in a while. I, I like this horse a little bit at eight to one. Um, you know, can can she beat a horse like Army Wife? Yeah, I'm not quite sure, but seems to kind of woke up. And, and two back, look who beat her, Juju's map. So you kind of just draw a line through that one a little bit. But yeah, I kind of think since, since this horse got back to Grand Forster that we're seeing uh, a, a pretty good looking horse here. So I think at a price, this, this one makes sense. All right, there's your prize, but we're on number six, Army Wife for the win. All right, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racingnews.com for free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button in the menu of racingnews.com to learn more. Tomorrow, everyone remember this. Tomorrow, Racing Dudes Premium subscribers can compete against us in the Dudes uh, Tournament Challenge, the Pick and Pray Tournament with horsetourneys.com. Tomorrow, we're back tomorrow, so make sure you are a premium subscriber you can play for $150 uh, horse tourney site credit plus, ca plus cash prizes. It usually is around $300, $250, $300 um, when totals. But, yeah, Shoddy, you'll be there, right? You're good. You're, you're, Shoddy's always Shoddy's, good. Shoddy's been on fire. So yeah, She's a tough one to be. Um, so, yeah, you got to make sure you go. If you aren't, it's be a premium subscriber. Any subscriber on premium, of, of our premium products, and you can get entered. Let's go to our dashboard. You can see the uh, entry there to play in these tournaments. We will be there. We'll we'll be live as yeah. well, I believe. Yeah. I saw it for like half a second. I think it's like three. What time did you see it? Uh, yeah, I don't remember what he set that for. Uh, uh that's not right. Three thirty. Three thirty. Three thirty. There you go. Yeah, June twenty fourth. Three thirty. Three thirty Central. So four thirty on the East. Yeah. There, there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, come on. You got to come on, Charlie. Do it. Come on. Um, all right. You can uh, do it. RacingNews.com. We're destination site for all free horse racing picks to all the major horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter at Racing underscore dudes. Instagram and Facebook. You can check out all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page at the website RacingDudes.com. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all the places you listen to podcasts, we're on there. Or you can just go to YouTube and watch us. See our pretty faces. Watch yeah. us on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash RacingDudes or search RacingDudes in YouTube and you can find all episodes, make sure you hit like, subscribe, like, subscribe, and all those good things so you can get alerted when we go live. The Magic Mike Show. They did the Belmont Park Saturday Late Pick 4. So if you want full uh, more analysis, obviously we cover a little bit of that with the uh, Mother Goose. But if you want the full Pick 4 there, 
make sure you go check out Magic the Magic Mike show as they did the full analysis of that. Final thoughts, Aaron. Ah, uh, it's good to be here. Good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have good you. Good to my be house. back. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Tomorrow will be fun. I always look forward to that show. I'll be depressed because I do terrible on this usually. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Everybody have a good and safe. Oh, no, this is not Fourth July weekend. That's next weekend. Everybody have fun. Don't be safe this weekend. Have yeah, a great time. Get crazy. Yeah, get wild. I won't be there tomorrow, unfortunately. I will be at Lightyear. Oh, no, yeah, they're going to the movies. I'll be at Lightyear. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, ch- I'll be trying to check on my phone occasionally to see how my pics are doing. I'm probably the only person to go to Lightyear. And, well, that's probably not true. To check to see how their betting is doing. But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll be doing that. But I will be... Uh, have, I'll be in the tournament as well. You'll be in it. I'll, or uh, Magic will be in it. Silence will be in it. Uh, the whole crew will be there. So make sure go challenge us. Challenge us in the horse for the racing dudes uh, tournament challenge at horsetrainings.com. All right. Till next time. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. But this weekend. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 